Hello, sports fiends. Welcome back. Your host, Travis Bowen. Today, we're going to talk about sports news, and I'm going to give you guys some good bets for week one of college football. Let's get it. Hello, everybody. Sports fiends, welcome back to episode 7. Today we're going to talk about some some news around sports. And then I'm going to give you guys something I'm going to be doing consistently for the rest of the year. Surefire bets, locks, things I think I know are going to happen. Yeah, I said that. Think I know are going to happen. No, things I, things I know are going to happen. So you guys can make some money because who doesn't love gambling? You're a sports fiend. You're addicted to sports. Why not gamble a little bit too? Uh, It's my favorite time of year. Fall is coming upon us shortly. We got football season starting next week or this weekend with college football. Next weekend with NFL. We have school just started back up. We have basketball coming up. It is just an exciting time of year. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Let's get to it. Uh, With that being said, before I officially get started, Sports Fiends Instagram is up and running. 260 followers. Let's go. Get hyped. Give me a follow. Give me a shout out. Please, please, please do. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow. I think my content's great. You should think it's great too. But anyway... First things first, we have just a few news things before I get into my bets. So the first is Michael Kendricks, linebacker for the Cleveland Browns, formerly played on the Super Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles, gets cut from the team for insider trading. Let me repeat that, cut from the team from insider trading. I have never, I've never heard of that in my life. I have never heard of an NFL player, honestly, I've never heard of a sports athlete ever being caught with insider trading. It's just a crime that is rarely, rarely ever committed by someone in sports. Um, I I mean, for a multitude of reasons, but uh, it's just crazy. I'm shocked. Four years, he had a friend. Uh, formerly worked at Goldman Sachs, uh, someone he trusted, kind of uh, made it, explained it as if he kind of knew insider trading was wrong or illegal trading was wrong, but he didn't really know exactly what was doing. He was doing. Um, he knew it was illegal though, and he fully admitted to it. And he's good chance he goes to jail. And crazy things, there's a good chance he never plays football again. So uh, that's crazy, crazy snip in the news this week. Uh, you know, Cleveland's a circus already, and this just kind of adds fuel to that fire, right? Uh, speaking of Ohio, what a state that is. Urban Meyer gets his crazy, tough punishment for for what, what happened earlier this summer. Uh, Three-game suspension. Oh, my goodness. What are they going to do? Oregon State Week 1, Rutgers Week 2. TCU week three. The first two games should be a breeze. I think they still win the third without him. 
to make things worse, he gets the three-game suspension, and then he asks, he acts as bad as the, the victim, the abused victim. Says, you know, we're sorry that this happened to us, as if they both went through something so traumatizing. Oh my gosh, paid leave for like two or three weeks has just been terrible for him. Um, yeah, Urban Meyer suspended three games. I don't think it will affect much. I do think it is heavily affected the relationship between him, the board of trustees, the president. One of the board of trustees resigned saying that the punishment was not strong enough, that they were just doing that to cover their backs, which I agree. I think Ohio State was soft, and I think they just did this to make themselves look good. Uh, I do think, though, Urban Meyer's days at Ohio State are numbered. Hot take. Yes. The countdown should begin. I think that it's going to be... He's closer to not coaching at Ohio State than he is to to coaching at Ohio State, if that makes sense. I think that he's closer to out the door than you think. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. And then, I mean, to leave off on a brighter, more positive note, NFL, a league where there's actually loyalty, unlike the NBA. Yes, shots fired at the NBA, and that's not directed at the players necessarily, but... Traditionally, the NFL has had a little bit more loyalty as of recently. Three players getting rewarded for that. One, Aaron Rodgers. My personal favorite quarterback in the NFL. Love him to death. Think he's an awesome guy. Think he's a great quarterback. Very talented. Uh, Just so fun to watch. And so he lands a huge monster deal, $134 million, $100 million guaranteed. And then we have Odell Beckham getting paid five years, $95 million, $60 million guaranteed. I think that's an awesome move for New York. I'm excited with Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham. They're going to be locked up together for the next three or four years. And I think they're going to be really exciting to watch. And it's going to be really fun to watch them in this end of this Eli Manning era and the post-Eli Manning era. I think they're going to be special. Um, the team's really rebuilding. And I think that they're going to be a, a Super Bowl contender very soon, sooner than you think they are. Um, so that's going to be one of the most exciting offenses in football coming up. Um, it's going to be, honestly, I think more exciting than what the Steelers are right now with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I do. I think Odell Beckham and Saquon can be better than that. Uh, so I'm super, super excited for that. And then... Today, Aaron Donald, six-year, $135 million, $87 million guaranteed. Defensive end for the Rams. Absolute monster. Awesome move by the Rams to lock him up. The Rams are looking tough. And it looks like they're going to try to remain competitive uh, for years to come. It's awesome just seeing all of these guys getting paid. Because as we've seen recently, other sports have just drastically... um, Increase the amount that their players are getting paid in the NFL. It's not as much, and obviously because of the you know the longevity of the players, um, the health of the players. They're playing only 16 games, obviously, so the revenue's not as high. But still, nonetheless, they're working year-round just like any other sport. Awesome to see them get paid the way they deserve. Um, and honestly, uh, I think that. The Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham are great moves. I ought to be real. 
I don't think Aaron Rodgers was an awesome move by the Packers. They get rid of Brett Hundley, sign Aaron Rodgers to a monster contract. But uh, what I'll say is that in general, players tend to get paid more so on what they've done more than what they have, uh, what they're going to do. Um, and obviously, like it's a combination of both. So obviously, like if you look at these three scenarios. Uh, working down the clock, we have Aaron Rodgers, uh, 34 years old, signs a four-year contract. He's going to be 38, th- close to 39 by the time he, that contract expires. Uh, I do think he has some, you know, some juice left, but I will admit, I think his best days are behind him. And I think that you got way more bang for your buck the last three or four or five years with Aaron Rodgers um, than, than you probably will for the next three or four years. So uh, I think that this was more of a in recognition of what he's done as to more of like what he's going to do in the future. So in my opinion, because of that, I don't think it's a great move for them. Um, but obviously, you cannot let him walk, of course. So like you have to do it's something you have to do. They're kind of stuck there. Uh, working their way down, you have Odell Beckham, obviously ultra talented receiver, but still very young, twenty four years old, absolute stud. Uh, the guy is special, can be one of the best receivers to play the game if he just continues to work. Uh, he's made some incredible catches already, so young throughout his career. So, you know, the Giants have recognized that and have paid him um, according to that. But also, I mean, they've locked him up for five years and they've also paid him for like what they think he can do. I think that Odell Beckham, um, kind of different than Aaron Rodgers, his best years are probably ahead of him. I think that Odell Beckham can be doing significantly better than what he's already done and he's already been the top three receiver, top four receiver in the league. Uh, so awesome move by the Giants, especially when you're pairing with a guy like Saquon Barkley with Aaron Rodgers. It's like they, they bring in only Jimmy Graham, but they lose Jordy Nelson. Um, and and I think that the the Packers don't really get much better there, but I see the the Giants making strides forward, re, you know, revamping that line, getting Barkley. Um, so I think that that was an awesome move. And then Aaron Donald, obviously another guy, very young, but has showed his talent. And I think that this was another one where it, it was a combination of, um, you know, what he's done, but also what he can do. And I think his ceiling is still yet to be reached as well. And in addition, you know, the Rams made a point to add guys to the mix. They add Brandon Cooks. They add Ndamukong Sue. Um, they just, you know, they're adding players to the mix. And I think because of that, you know, they're getting better. The Giants are getting better. They're signing young talent that has yet to reach their ceiling. So I think those are both awesome moves, whereas the Rodgers move is not so um, not so great from a standpoint of, like, trying to win a Super Bowl. But from a standpoint of, you know, the fan loyalty, uh, keeping the team together, obviously that, the legacy, uh, you have to keep Rodgers there. And obviously he's still going to be a top quarterback in the league, even through the end of his career coming up uh, in the next, you know, four, five, six you know, seven years, however long it is. Um, so those are my general thoughts on that. Uh, so now that we got the news thing out of the way, let's go to my favorite segment um, that I want to start up. It's called what I'm going to call it Surefire Bets. So uh, I myself am an avid gambler, but not anything too, you know, crazy. It's I usually like to to more so gamble on things that I can kind of control, like something like a fantasy football or daily fantasy sports, uh, more so than just making straight bets. And when I do, I usually like to bet my friends uh, more for the fun of it than you know betting online. But I will admit I do pay pretty avid attention 
to spreads and whether or not teams are covering them. Uh, so I have for you guys five people, five teams, I think are essentially in this week one a lock or as much of a lock as you can be. Uh, you know, obviously week one of college football is absolutely insane uh, as it starts up tomorrow. So I, my first one, I got Penn State, 23.5 point favorite versus Appalachian State. I think there is no chance in hell that Penn State doesn't make that cover. I mean, 24 points, you still get the starters in the game. Uh, I mean, Appalachian State would have to keep it relatively competitive. And I think Penn State is arguably top 10 best team in football, maybe even top 5. Uh, even with the loss of Saquon Barkley, they're still absolutely low. They have, still have Trace McSorley. They still have a lot of guys on that roster. Uh, and App State, I just think, is not nearly competitive enough to keep this game close. It's at Penn State. Uh, I think Penn State blows it out of the water. 30-plus point win. I'm pretty confident with that. Uh, following that up, another dominant team, not powerhouse. Alabama, 24.5 point favorite versus Louisville. Yeah, Louisville is not exactly a cupcake. But Alabama is absolutely dominating. Uh, their defense is once again going to be one of the best in college football, and it's gonna they're gonna limit Louisville to scoring very many points. But now you're gonna add on to the fact that their offensive line, which has always been dominant, their run game that's always been dominant. Oh yeah, but now you have Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I said it correct. Let's say it again. Tua Tagovailoa is a stud. I think that they're gonna have a legit offense. They're gonna put up points, and I think they're gonna be scary this year. Uh, so I think they're going to put both put up points and limit Louisville. Something, a little bonus pick I'll throw in for you guys is I think it's 62 points is the over-under. I think there's no way this game reaches the over in that. Um, although I do think Alabama will put up points, I don't think Louisville will put up very many points at all. I think Alabama wins this game pretty heavily. But I don't think they win. Um, they score so many points that this game breaks that 62-point uh, over-under. So... Uh, with that being said, Alabama 24.5 point favorite. I think they are locked to cover that. Um, next one, we have Texas 10 point favorite over Maryland at UT. Texas has been very strong with recruiting. I think that they're a very, very talented team. I think they're on the rise, sleeper in the Big 12. I think they're going to be very, very competitive this year. I think Maryland is not very good at football. Um, they've proven that over, I mean, the, honestly, the history of Maryland football, to be honest. Uh, and. I think that although like this game last year, Maryland did actually end up sneaking away. I think Texas remembers that. I think Texas is going to put a whooping on them. Uh, 10 points is nothing in college football. I think Texas easily covers this spread. Uh, definitely a lock for me, Texas covering the 10-point spread. Fourth game we have uh, Florida State, 7.5-point favorite versus Virginia Tech at home. I honestly think Virginia Tech covers, and not only covers, I think they have a shot to win this game. Um, as a 19-20 um, matchup here, you know, Florida State new coach with Charlie Strong um, and, you know, Virginia Tech still a very competitive team. The defense is still there. Um, they've been, honestly, I think that these two teams are very evenly matched. But with the uncertainty of the new coaching coming in at Florida State uh, and the fact that it, they have a 7.5 point spread, Virginia Tech, I'm saying, uh, I think that it's a very safe play, in my opinion, that Virginia Tech will not only cover this game, I think there's a good chance they also win this game. going to be very, very competitive, can go either way. So I see them definitely covering. Uh, so final game, Auburn, three-and-a-half point favorite versus Washington at home. 
I'm taking the Tigers. I'm taking the SEC. I always will. I don't think the Pac-12 is legit. I think they're honestly overrated. I think Washington's a little overrated, to be honest. Uh, last time, Washington was supposed to be the real deal. A couple years ago, they got just embarrassed by Alabama. I really don't think that they have the athletes, the, the players, the coaching to compete with a legitimate program. This is a legitimate program, Auburn. Beat Alabama, beat Georgia last year. Obviously had that loss to UCF, which was a very good UCF football team. Um, and obviously UCF had a lot to play for. Auburn feeling a little bit snubbed there. So I think there was a lack of motivation in that ball game, to be honest. Um, UCF had a lot to prove, but Auburn has that sour taste in their mouth as they were embarrassed on national television. And I think that Auburn is not going to lose two games in a row. I think Auburn's healthy, returning a lot of guys. I've heard they've had a great offseason. And I think, honestly, Auburn wins this game at home. It's tough to win in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, Washington's obviously a very talented football team, but three and a half... Um, this game will probably be kind of close, but honestly, I think Auburn uh, Auburn takes this game. Their defense is just overpowering. The offense is still loaded. Uh, they're just they're a very very talented football team. So I'm excited to see that game. But honestly, I'm taking the Tigers there as my lock, final lock to win um, and cover that game. So we have Penn State covering 23 and a half versus App State. We have Alabama covering 24 and a half versus Louisville. I also have the Alabama Louisville game with the under. I have Texas covering 10 points over Maryland. I have Virginia Tech covering 7.5 against Florida State on the road. And I have Auburn covering 3.5 at home against Washington. So those are my surefire bets, my locks for the week. Feel free to parlay them. Let me know how you do. I might throw $10 at this just to see. Give it a shot. And honestly, I think if I parlay all five of those, I can win some, um, some pretty money with even a $10 bet. Uh, so I'm really excited for this weekend, obviously, with college football starting up. Um, very excited as well as uh, I actually have my last fantasy draft coming up this Tuesday. So what I'm going to do is probably give you guys a recap of how I've drafted, um, what my thoughts are, and obviously some strategies, what I think are effective going into the NFL season. Uh, so that's probably what my next episode is going to be covering. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Very, very excited. Please follow me on Instagram. Let's get this going. Give me some love, please. All right, sports fiends, Travis Bowen, out of here. Take care. Enjoy your Labor Day. Travis Bowen, out.